0: I want to encourage uh, us tonight. And when I say us, I mean us. I mean preachers of the gospel, pastors, ministers, whatever area, whatever assignment, whatever spiritual gifting and calling that you have. Um, Tonight, I I just want to speak a word of encouragement into your life. And uh, I want to just share with you uh, for just a moment or two. I was looking through some paperwork uh, over the weekend from my bachelor of theology degree studies, many, many years ago, Pastor Keisha, I was looking through that. And as I was looking through that, I came across an assignment that was given to me by my Old Testament professor, of which I had to go in and do an exegesis of a chapter uh, that he assigned to us. And we had to go in and exegete that particular chapter. Uh, just as a means of understanding Old Testament theology. And so, of course, uh, he gave me the book of the prophet Zechariah. And to this day, I tell you guys, 30 years later, Zechariah has always been a tough one for me. Uh, but I was looking through that and he gave me Zechariah chapter number four. Of course, any of you who have done some study of Zechariah know that that is a prophetic writing of which Zechariah has a series of visions, prophetic visions that were designed to speak to the people of God. There was a message in each one of the prophetic visions uh, that he was to deliver a message to the people of God. And so as I was looking through it and I looked through it again today, I looked at that fourth chapter and I looked particularly at those first 10 or 11 verses, of which that was the sixth vision, I believe it was, that Zechariah had. And there is a lot of symbolism there as it relates to the lampstands and things of that nature. So I really wanna spend some time with that tonight. Uh, Zechariah chapter number four, the first 10 verses is what I wanna deal with tonight. And I just wanna encourage us tonight. If, if you will allow me to encourage you tonight, I want to encourage those uh, preachers who have become discouraged. Those who have possibly have become frustrated with things that are happening right now. Those that are trying to hold it together, uh, in the midst of all that you're encountering, you're trying to stay focused. You're trying to stay faithful. You're not trying to give in. You're not trying to give up. I want to tell you tonight, the Lord just sends me here to encourage you and let you know you've got the favor to finish. You've got the favor of God to finish. Paul told uh, the Philippian church that we are confident that he that have begun a good work in you is going to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that no matter where you are, no matter what position you are in, no matter what place you are in, God has given you the favor to complete the assignment that he's given to you. You've got to be able to trust the process. I want you to be able to trust the process as you go through what you go through. You've got to be able to basically say to yourself that I am not just a conqueror, but I am more than a conqueror through him that loves you. God, if God gives you strength to begin it, he's already provided the means for you to complete it. And so I want to deal with that for just a few moments on tonight, just as a means of encouraging uh, the body of Christ. Permit me, if you will, to read Zechariah chapter four, the first 10 verses. I want you to look very closely with me at verse six and verse nine. Zechariah chapter four, verses one through 10. Look closely at verse six and verse nine. Reading from King James on tonight. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold, a candlestick all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof, and two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, the other upon the left side. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, what are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, knowest thou not what these be? And I said, no, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by power, not by might, rather, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, his hand shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet In the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven, they are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Tonight, I wanna just encourage you. I just want you to know tonight that God has already given you everything that you need to do everything he has assigned and called you to do. To every young preacher who is feeling somewhat dismayed because COVID has sort of put you in a position that you have felt sort of limited in your gifting. Perhaps you have felt like I have not had an opportunity to exercise my gift. Listen, listen, I want you to look beyond this temporary moment. I need you to look past this temporary place. I need you to look beyond where you are right now and just know that this is just a temporary stop. God has started something in you. And because God has begun something in you, he has already given you the grace and the strength to complete it. To every every preacher that that has begun the process of of matriculating through school, if he let you start it, he's gonna give you the favor to finish it. To To every young preacher, who has heard the voice of God and has launched out into a ministry and you have given birth to a ministry and it just feels like things are not coming together as quickly as you would like for them to come. I just need you to trust the process and know that if God started it, he's already given you the power to finish it. To every pastor who has really been strong and has operated in great strength, trying to hold the church together in the midst of COVID and you have been creative, you've been focused, you have been faithful. And now that things are beginning to make a turn and we're trying to slowly reopen, some of the people that you thought you could depend upon may not have been there or others who you thought would have been there were not there. Listen, God is still telling you, it's not about them. I just need you to focus on me. And there are three things that I find in this particular passage, going back on my study and looking back over my notes. There are three things that I find in this prophecy, in this vision that Zechariah has. There are three things that I see here that give us the favor to finish. And I want to share those three things with you tonight as a source of encouragement. The first thing that I see here, the first favor that God gives us is divine enablement. Divine enablement. That simply means that I have what I need to do what God has called me to do. God has already entrusted me with everything that I need to fulfill the assignment that he's given me. Always remember, hold on to this fact and never forget it, that when God sends a vision, when God gives a vision, he also gives provision. And the reality of it all is, is that sometimes in giving provision, it might not come like you think it ought to come. It might not come to pass like you think it ought to come to pass. But the reality of it is, think about this, it's not for you to figure out the provision. It's for you to trust God in the midst of the vision, Now, there's a lot of symbolism here, and I want to take a moment to just break down the symbolism here for a moment, because I really need you to see this. In this this vision that he has, that Zechariah has, he deals with Zerubbabel, and I want to show you this, because in the opening verses, he shows him the vision of a, a, a candlestick. Look at it. There's a bowl on top of the candlestick there are seven lamps that are feeding off of this bowl. And each one of those lamps has seven funnels where oil is running through it. And then on the left and the right hand you've got olive trees of which the oil is coming from the trees into the bowl pouring through the spouts that light the seven lamps. Now, Here's the thing that I I, I saw that absolutely blew my mind. When I did this study, I did not see the fact that there were not just seven lights. There were actually, y'all ready? 49. Because there were seven spouts connected to seven lamps. So that means there were 49 lights shining in this one area. Can you see the brightness of this light, 49 lights in one area. You know what that said to me? Here's what this says. This says to me that when God calls you, he's going to provide you with all of the anointing, all of the grace, all of the oil that you need to do what he has called you to do. You don't have to become discouraged. You don't have to become worried. You don't have to get to a place where you feel like, oh God, what am I going to do? No, guess what? God says, I've got everything that you need. I am going to enable you to do what I have called you to do. And if I can encourage a young preacher tonight from my own experience, I want to encourage you and let you know That's one of the very reasons why you've got the power to finish because God has already provided you with everything you need to complete the process. Verse two and three, verse two, I saw a candlestick, all of gold. There was a bowl on top of it. The oil was pouring into the bowl out of that bowl. It was pouring out to the seven lamps. From those seven lamps, there were seven spouts feeding into each one of those lamps. Here's another piece that you need to hold on to. Because if seven spouts were on each of the seven lamps, y'all ready for this? You never had to worry about any of those seven lamps going out. I need to tell some young preacher tonight, if I can encourage you, please know right now that when God has already enabled you to fulfill an assignment, he will make sure that all of the oil and the anointing that you need will continuously flow to the point. My God, I felt that revelation to the point that when it doesn't flow from one place, he will set it up where it will flow from another place. You've got what you need to finish. He's going to continue to allow that oil to flow through you. It just doesn't stop because one door closes. Because I serve a God from experience that when one door closes, he opens up three more for the one that just closed. I guess that's why the Bible tells us that that, that, that we should not be weary in well-doing. Hmm. Because in due season, when the time is right, you will reap if you faint not. See, we serve a God who is not only a God of provision, but he is a God of vision. And whatever he's given you to do, listen, he's already provided the means by which you can get it done. He has enabled you with the ability to get it done. But then not only do you have divine enablement, Zechariah also shows me that the second favor God gives me is a declaration of empowerment. Sometimes sometimes in our lives, if I could be honest with you, if, I, if you would allow me to be transparent, sometimes in life, all you really need is a little push. Sometimes all you really need is somebody that will say to you, you got this you're able to do this. And we see that even in this vision because there was a message in the vision that was given to Zechariah as it related to Zerubbabel. It's right there, it's right there. In verse four, I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me and said, what does this mean? The angel said, do you not know what this stands for? He says, no, I have no idea. So the Lord speaks, God speaks in verse six, and he says to Zechariah in verse six, tells Zerubbabel that this thing is going to be before him as a sign, that what he is to do will be done not by his might, not by his power, but by God's spirit. I, I need somebody to catch that. I need somebody to catch that. I need somebody to catch it. If he has already enabled you, if he has already equipped you with what you need to do what he has called you to do, here's what he says. Basically, the word that he gives to Zerubbabel, he gives to all of us as preachers of the gospel. Here it is. You don't have to trust your might. You don't have to rely on your strength. You don't have to rely on your power. We just wrapped up our teaching on spiritual gifts. You don't have to rely on your talents. You don't have to rely on your abilities. He says, it's not by might, not by my power, but this thing is going to be done, y'all ready for it? By the Spirit of God. Here it is. You are empowered, young preachers. We are empowered, pastors. We are empowered by the spirit of God. And here's the revelation that I got from that even in my own life. If I'm empowered by the spirit of God, then I'm actually delaying the destiny when I start trying to operate in my own ability. When I try to operate based on what I do, when I try to pastor based on what I think I know when I try to operate based on what I've gone through, because we do understand that experiences vary. Experiences vary. We move from one degree of grace to another. So what God is really saying to us is we can finish if we will learn to stop trusting in our own strength. If we will learn to stop trying to operate by our own ability. And let's yield our will to his will, not by might, nor by power, not by my strength, not by what I have, not by what I can do not by how smart I think I am, not by how educated I think I am, not by who I know. It's not by my affluence or my influence. My Bible says it is the anointing that makes the difference. So if I learn how to trust in his power, if I learn how to trust in his might, if I learn how to yield my will to his will. Guess what's gonna happen? He has already let me know I have empowered you. I have given you what you need to do what I've called you to do. See, here's here's a revelation that I wanna share with you as as I share this last piece of this process tonight. Please understand this. One of the biggest mistakes we often make in ministry Is trusting our ability and people's approval. Please let me say that again. Please let me say that one more time. We trust too much in our ability and people's approval. We just celebrated the resurrection. You do understand that the same people that cried Hosanna one week came back later and said crucify him. So if you get caught up, in people's approval if you get caught up in your ability and people's approval it is a setup to go nowhere it's a setup for disaster you will lose your power quickly because folks will turn on you i'll say it again people will turn on you And the only way that you're going to be strong and be successful in ministry is you've got to learn how to take a step back and say, God, this is not about me. This is not about my assignment. This is not about what you call me to be. This is about me yielding my will to your will. Not by might, nor by power, but by God's spirit, saith the Lord. Which brings me now, to the third piece that I find in in this whole process. We've already said that the first favor he gives us to finish is divine enablement. The second favor that he gives to finish, for us to finish rather, is the declaration of empowerment. Well, here's the last one. Thirdly, I find in this prophecy from, from God to Zechariah for Zerubbabel, that the third favor we have is destined encouragement. Destined encouragement. Now that's, that's, that's unlike any other encouragement that you can find because when we talk about destined encouragement, that says that you are pushing me, you are encouraging me to hang in there because I'm getting closer and closer and closer to that place. Remember now, remember, remember, Jesus said that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but it is given to the one that endures to the end. So, So what is this destined encouragement? Well, it's right here. Look at it. If he says that this thing is going to come to pass, not by might, not by power, but by God's spirit, then look at what he says. You will have so much power in the spirit of God that a mountain will become a plain and he'll bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying grace. Come on now, not once, but twice. Grace unto it, grace, God's unmerited, undeserved favor. Grace. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. In other words, what looks like it's going to take forever. What looks like is impossible. What looks like is something you will never be able to accomplish. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. God will give you unmerited favor to finish what he has already called you to start. See, that's that's why you gotta realize, I I think about this story, the fable about the tortoise and the hare. I think about that that fable a lot. If you think about it, there's a powerful revelation in that. If you think about how this, this, this hare, this rabbit says, you know, I got this race. You know, I'm running against a tortoise. He's moving slow. I've got this race so I can take my time and I can relax and I can chillax and I can take it slow because this tortoise will never make it to the finish line. And the fable says, look at this, look at this. The fable says that the hare stops in the middle of the race, sits down and takes a nap. He goes to sleep. Because he's of the mindset that the tortoise is moving so slow, there's no need in me wasting my energy because, get this, the tortoise will never make it to the finish line. Well, y'all remember what happened. Y'all remember what happened. The tor- the hare went to sleep on the tortoise. And if I can encourage some preachers tonight, let me encourage you. This is why you got to stay focused on your assignment. This is why you got to stay faithful to the call. This is why you got to stay focused on the, the, the work, the will, the way, and the word of God. Because the enemy, if he sees you moving slow, he'll get in a mindset of thinking, well, I can sit back and chillax because he'll never finish this race. He'll never get it done. But you've already been given the ability and the power to do it. You will finish the race because of the grace that has been given, not once, but twice. The great when you have God's favor on your life, you can go through impossibilities and impossibilities will become possibilities. When you have God's favor on your life, the things that some folks say you don't have the resources for. You don't have the help for, you don't have the finance for. God says, you don't have to have it when I got it. You don't have to worry about finances for the vision when the cattle on a thousand hills belong to our daddy. So what you got to do is stay focused. Look at what he says. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. Guess what? If Zerubbabel started it, guess who's going to finish it? Zerubbabel is going to finish this and by Zerubbabel finishing this, here's your shout moment, y'all by Zerubbabel finishing it, Zerubbabel's finishing it will be an indicator that I was with him from the beginning. Did anybody just catch something that just encouraged you? If God is giving you an assignment, don't you get discouraged and quit. If God has given you a calling, don't you let negativity throw you off. If God has called you to a task, you don't give in. You don't give up. You don't throw in the towel. You keep pushing. You keep pressing. You keep working. You know why? He's already said it. If he started it, look at this. He's going to finish it. You know why he's going to finish it? (laughs) Because by finishing it, people are going to know I was right there with him from the beginning. He was there all the time. And for that cause, here is the word. God help me with this one tonight. Here is the word. Here's the word. Verse number 10. If God was there from the beginning, Who has despised the day of small beginnings? Please hear me tonight. Please hear me tonight. You can be encouraged in your destiny, no matter how small it is to that young pastor that's starting out and you're launching and you are planting a church, you're planting a ministry. Don't get discouraged when you only have two, three, or five. If you are faithful with that five, God will multiply that five and make it 50. And if you're faithful with that 50, God will multiply that 50 and turn it into 500. If you are faithful with that 500, God will multiply that and make it 5,000. Don't despise. Don't feel depressed. Don't feel dejected. Don't give in. Don't give up on the day of small beginnings. The late Dr. L.D. Parker once said to us, as, as a group of young preachers, he said to us, he said, listen, he said, you preach just as hard to the 20 as you do to the 200 or the 2000. He says, as a matter of fact, if you are faithful over that 20, God will take that 20 and multiply it. He will multiply it. Why? He started it. He began it. He that hath begun a good work in you, take it. If I could could offer some encouragement to some pastor who feels like, you know, the church is never gonna grow, back up from that and stop worrying about it growing. Take what you have, take what God has given you and, and work it, nurture it. Teach them, preach to them, love them, serve them and watch what God does to that young preacher who's just getting started and is serious about pastoring and wanting to get into ministry. Be faithful where you are, bloom where you're planted. You constantly hear me use this and tell you guys this all the time about making sure that you are faithful under solid leadership. Don't you know if you stay faithful under solid leadership, God will open up avenues for you. God will open doors for you. I'm a witness. God will sometimes even use your leader to position you to greatness. So what you gotta do is you gotta just stay focused. Finish the race. Stay with the race. Don't give in. Don't give up, finish strong, finish strong. That's what you do. You've been given the favor. You have been graced with the favor to finish. You have been graced with the favor to finish. I don't know who this is for tonight, but tonight that's where I'm leaving you. I'm, I, believe it or not, I'm done. You have been graced with the favor To finish. Why have I been graced with the favor to finish? Here's why you've been graced with the favor to finish. Remember, you have divine enablement. God has equipped you with everything you need to do what He's called you to do, you have a destined encouragement. It's going to get done. You know how it's going to get done. It won't be by your power. It won't be by your might. It'll be by his spirit. And thirdly, hold on to it tonight. You have a declaration of empowerment. I went backwards, so let me get them right. You've got divine enablement. You got a declaration of empowerment and you have a destined encouragement. God started with you. Guess what? He's going to finish it with you. And with that, beloved, I'm done tonight. I'm done. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for connecting with me tonight. Tonight, my heart's desire and the Lord said that I had to encourage uh, somebody tonight. Somebody had to be encouraged tonight. I just need to tell you tonight what God has already birthed in you, what God has begun in you do know tonight you have been given the favor to finish. And I would just encourage you finish strong, finish strong. Don't give in. Don't give up. Be not afraid of their faces. Don't, 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 don't let them get you sidetracked. Don't, don't let them cause you to feel like you're defeated. Don't, don't let them play on your emotions and don't let them have you feeling with low self-esteem. You are a King's kid. And because you are a King's kid, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world.